Hello guys, just before we start, I just want to let you know that uh, for some reason during parts of the show my uh, audio became kind of compressed and uh, some of the words seemed to be clicking together a little bit quicker than I was saying them in real time, but great talk coming up here with Adam Rank, really enjoyed doing this one, so uh, check it out, hopefully that won't affect the listening too much, and as always, thanks for tuning in. You're listening to the Overtime Ireland American Football Podcast. Brought to you in association with OvertimeIreland.com. Now, here's the OTI guys. Hello and welcome back to the OTI podcast. My name is Colin Kelly. here on the show. And of course, we're heading uh, into the wide camp here. The uh, NFL has uh, regular season games. And with that, of course, there's not as much fantasy football. We'll touch on a little bit of fantasy on today's show. We'll also touch on some of the games this weekend. But I'm delighted to be able to uh, a man who is a very, very... And, uh, we've uh, had him on the show a last, but uh, I'm glad now that maybe his schedule is quietened down a little bit and he's back aboard the OTI podcast. That is Adam Rank of NFL Network. You'll see him as well on Good Morning uh, for Saturday morning so uh, adam how's how's things been going you're uh, you've been a busy man i've been busy mccollum listen i'm never too busy for you i feel like even though i've been on a lot i think it needs to be more i invite coming on with you always enjoy talking to you you have one of the best football podcasts out bar none i'm not even going to put any sort of qualifier on it. i'm going to say bar none one of the tops uh out there going you get a lot of great guests and i feel like i'm bringing it down by being here but i do appreciate you having me Oh, no, yeah, yeah, one of the best and always fun uh, since the early days of OT time to, to jump aboard the show and I always appreciate the guys who were there when uh, basically no listeners and were willing to jump up. It's great now that you're here and me and Adam were talking uh, prior to starting this and an interesting uh, sound coming through and Adam's talking but I'm sure now uh, I've already checked when you're listening to this, his uh, beautiful uh, soft and true uh, on the other end of the line. It's uh, a little bit different for me listening at the time of recording. As long as it comes out uh, during the show we'll, uh, we'll be happy with what happened. Of course Adam, uh, the season is over. Uh, very very busy season for anyone involved in fantasy whether you're just have a job based in fantasy i don't know about you but does this week think, uh, maybe you can just take a little bit and then you wake up it's kind of exciting you're wondering uh, what, what to do with all these players if you're playing and anything like that yeah it's kind of like going to a bachelor party to las vegas or new orleans and then everybody's <laughs> left and you're the only one still in town and like where did everybody go there's still there's still some fun to be had but like you said we do have the playoff challenge uh, with an opportunity to win a, a chance to Super Bowl 53, although that's probably only open to people in the United States, and I feel terrible for even bringing it up, but there's also daily leagues, and I, I enjoy football. I, you know, I actually enjoy football. Like, when there's nothing on a line, fantasy-wise, I still enjoy watching the games. I'm contemplating going to the Rams game this weekend just because there hasn't been a Rams playoff game or an L.A. Rams playoff game since 1989, so it's kind of a momentous occasion. So it, there's a lot of stuff still going on. There's a lot of cool things still happening, but Fantasy well, I'm not checking the wave wire today to see if all my claims are through. Yeah, that's for sure. It just uh, becomes a bit of a grind. I know even for, for myself it's a grind, so I can just imagine what it's like for you. Uh, it's just uh, a little sire. We've got to the end of it, but now we get to watch it. You know, that's why we watch football, and that's why we just can't get enough of it. So uh, I guess we'll be all aboard this week. And again, of course, as the listeners come in and listen to the cast, I'd like to thank them. And uh, of course, subscribe to the show, whether it's iTunes or StitcherTimeArland.com website, where you can stream the show each and every week. Make sure you're uh, written and review there. It really does help podcast. Check out all the different affiliate links up there, up on Overtime Ireland. Recommend it section and of course we still have our promo code for timbers at nflshopeurope.com check them out a lot of great merchandise coming up they have some great offers uh, obviously for the january sales this time of year and of course you can get some of your favorite teams merchandise whether they're in the playoffs or whatnot so uh 
go there, use the link, to the link I tweet out. That saves you 10% off all orders, so I uh, can't do for the listeners. But uh, when we look back, uh, you know, at 27, maybe we'll take a step away from football for a moment. But was there anything, uh, a big thing that you might have learned football related in 2017? I thought 2017 for myself, uh, I, hope, I hope anyway, that compared to 20, I learned a couple of things that I, I can bring. Yeah, I think, you know, what? Uh, as I go on in 2017 or into 2018, as I have a two-year-old, so I'm always learning new things and always being amazed by some of the simplest things too. She's a, she's quite the character. And now one of the, one of the biggest takeaways is uh, how great some of the Disney movies were, like the ones for kids. You're like, I didn't realize <laughs> all these movies were great. And I, I mean, I always had an inkling that The Rock was a, a wonderful entertainer who could go out there and, and sing a tune. But his, his turn as Maui and Moana was really something of legend. And it's kind of a, it's kind of a fun song. It, you know, it's okay to say you're welcome. And then he's, I, I like it in, in the song too, towards the end, he kind of low-key tells her, like, I'm stealing your boat because now I can do anything but float. Um, so I, I learned uh, some of that stuff. I learned uh, what the song, uh, what's the one from Frozen? Uh, Let go. Like, oh, I got I these songs. So it's kind of weird. Uh, all these, <laughs> so all these things that you've been learning about and learning about the Disney princesses and who all those are. So that's really pretty much it for me. I know a lot of people like talking about all these films that they've seen or these groundbreaking television shows. You're like, no, nah, we watch Tangled every day. That's pretty much where that's pretty much where I'm at right now. But it's, it's pretty cool. It is it is fun to see things in the uh, in the eyes or through the eyes of a child. So that has been my biggest takeaway. So for me, I know a lot of people when they come around New Year's are like, I'm ready for this year to go. I'm like, not me, I love this year. Like I know there were some difficulties and our president's an idiot, but you know, at the same time, like there's some cool stuff happening too. So everyone's kinda nice to look back and be like, It wasn't as bad as everybody thinks. Yeah, I don't think it was too bad. Though every year has some uh, bad that happens in it, but we always try and take the positives. I go and you mentioned the Disney films. Uh, I got married uh, two years ago, or a year and a half ago, and we went to Disney. So I had a healthy dose, or maybe an overdose of uh, Disney at that stage. <laughs> Looking back, you mentioned uh, Martin, uh, a lot of other uh, Disney shows. I'm a big fan of The Lion King, and you mentioned I, I have no shame in admitting that uh, that I don't mind watching them. I went to see Jumanji this past weekend, so I thought that was a fun one, and pretty much with the rock in it. Yeah, I'm just going to go and see it because uh, all the way back, a big WWF fan. Now I, I kind of just now I'm just a rock fan. I just anything with rock in it, uh, get over and see a little bit of it. But a two year old, well, uh, 2017, yeah, 17 wasn't the year uh, where um, you know I had a, a one year old or a two. 18, and I've mentioned, I think I mentioned it briefly on the podcast prior, but I had anything. But uh, this coming uh, off season anyway, heading into April uh, and uh, hopefully beco- becoming a dad. It's gonna be a lot of a lot of busy times oh. for 2018. So uh, maybe. And enjoy the uh, the old Disney films and, and peace and quiet while I can. And I'll get to watch them all again uh, in a couple of times. <laughs> oh, congratulations to you! Yeah, it's a pretty it's a pretty fun experience. And uh, I don't know if you're having a boy or a girl. Don't know. <laughs> oh, you don't know? Okay, good. Remain surprised. I think uh, both are great. I know a lot of guys get super macho and they're like, oh, I want to have a boy and blah blah blah. But you know, I'll tell you what: having a daughter kicks ass. Uh, she's a lot of fun and. Uh, because I love baseball and wrestling. She loves baseball and wrestling. She hasn't gotten to football yet, <laughs> but she loves baseball, and we go to a lot of games. So it's always, uh, it's always a kick-ass time. So you're going to have a lot of fun. I'm, I'm excited for you. Yeah, boy or girl, uh, I mind which way it goes. And uh, you know, at the baseball games, I've seen you uh, having pictures on Facebook a lot of times, so she's enjoying herself <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that's the uh, <laughs> A few years back when you we had on some uh, pizza toppings, and uh, we talked about chime was one of my favorite toppings to right. sprinkle. I, I haven't had it in quite the same. I think uh, maybe I'll have to go back and again uh, the next time I get a pizza. But 2017 uh, you know, was a big year for pizza topping debates, and we obviously had the huge debate. Pizzas, I, I tend to have pizzas. I actually had a pizza last Sunday while watching the uh, weekend games and it was a Hawaiian pizza so I held on that but do you agree is pineapple a, a legitimate pizza topic? 
Yeah, I, I think so. I don't know why people get so upset about it. I, it's, a, it's a delightful, it's a delightful topping. It's, it's one of the staples because um, there's a Hawaiian style pizza that you get with like that bacon, not bacon, but kind of like a sliced tan and a pineapple. Like a like one of the, like huh. of the five, like you can get the pepperoni one or you can get this one. Like there's always one with pineapple. It's like, listen, here's the great thing about uh, pizza topping. If you don't like it, don't eat it. You know, why do you have to pee on other people's good times? Unless it's chorizo, then you've gone too far. You've gone too hipster for me. I got I got to stop right there. But yes, definitely pineapple. And you know what the sneaky one is? Jalapeno. Yeah, and Hunke, you know, I don't know why people got it. And I think, you know, there's, there's just maybe it's just because we see, we have Twitter now and people are angry on Twitter. Maybe that's what it is. But uh, <laughs> I know uh, when looking at the Twitter feed uh, over the last couple of days setting this up and uh, for 2018, and we're starting to get into some fantasy now. I know people have been with us for 10 minutes, different things, but a little bit of football coming up here. And uh, for 2018, uh, your number one overall fact, you've been saying that you'd be taking Al that number one overall choice if you get that in 2018. So old on Alvin Kamara, who has had a, a sensational rookie season, but is it just out of there at number one for you as we look a couple of months ahead, or is there other people in that mix, you know, in that top five shaking out? Is there anyone else you think could overtake Kamara as we get to the season next year? Oh, I think there's some other choices. I was kind of taken aback that people thought that was so, like, such a hot take. Like, I'm like, oh, what, what, what am I missing? Like, who is if you play in PPR, like, listen, I want to be the D-bag who sits there and like, oh, I'm PPR. Like, I understand people play in PPR. <laughs> but he, he, was, he was number three in PPR. He was number five in standard leagues. And he did it with Mark Ingram. I don't understand what people's hesitation is. It's like, with Mark Ingram? Like, you want Mark Ingram. He was better as a player with Mark Ingram there. The week that Mark Ingram got hurt, I think it was week 14. Like, Kamara one is good. Like, I don't know if you noticed. Like, there's sometimes just guys who work better in tandem. Like, the Uso brothers are better in the tag team than if you put them in individual <laughs> single competition. So, and, and it's the same thing here. It's the same thing. Like, Levy and Bell and Tim Brown can still be the top guys at their position, even though they play on the same team. It's because how well the offense works. works. Sean Payton, Joe, the season, he can get those. I hope he's going to really just stay to stretch the surface because a lot of times NFL running backs excel in their second season. Eric Dickerson set the same season rushing record in his second year. DJ TK became 2K in his second year. David Johnson was better in his second year. Maybe I Bell was better in his second year. LaDainian Thompson. Let me, let me just knock this up for you. Unless your head coach is Jeff Fisher or John Fox, odds are you're going to be better in your second season. So I don't think it's that outlandish to think that Kamara could overtake the top spot. And of course, the guy who he would be fighting against would be Todd Gurley. I'm fine with Todd Gurley. If you want me, and there's like, what's wrong with Todd Gurley? Like, no, there's nothing wrong with him. If you'll allow me, I would love to have Kamara and Todd Gurley on my team. I'm like, I'm not saying it, but it comes down to Highlander. There can be only one. I just want to take a chance on Alvin Kamara. But I love Gurley. I think he would be my number two guy. Uh, When you think about number three, I was leaning towards Antonio Brown. And obviously, he's one of the most consistent players year in, year out. He's always there amongst the leaders. I'm starting to think perhaps DeAndre Hopkins should be slotted in in that third spot, especially in PPR leagues, because you give him a full season with Deshaun Watson. Like, there's a guy who could legitimately make the claim for being the number one pick of the draft. If you're in a PPR league and you can, and, and listen, I know that a lot of people don't like to advocate taking quarterbacks very early in drafts, but if your first two picks, I'll guarantee you right now, if people will allow me to do this, I will take DeAndre Hopkins and I will take Deshaun Watson one, two, and I will build a juggernaut that will not be beat. If, as long as I can, if people will allow me that opportunity, I will go out and try to prove that point. But I think those guys are going to be very good. 
Yeah, I think when you, you know, Deshaun Watson, I know you've uh, touted him as a fantasy MVP for him, and I think that is a bold call. I think, you know, when it comes to draft time, I think you'll you'll get him much, much later than that second round, obviously. But when we look at Kamara, I think it, I think it was a bold call, but I think it's a fair. I would have him as a top six pick without a shadow of a doubt, uh, you know. So, if, you know, when you get to the top six, it's pretty much everyone's opinion for themselves at that stage. For sure. You mentioned Gurley as well. I think he will be the consent number one, I think that's what we're going to look at there. And it's in Hopkins too. Like, if, if you see what he's done with the guys that he's done, outside of Watson this year you know with Savage there with Yates it's just uh, you know the guys are absolute studies and that, and they can do pretty much whatever he wants he's you know there's matchups this season where people said it's a bad match he's not going to have a big game and he just goes out and has big games right, each it. and every week he's getting print targets every week he's just uh, dominating so another year in his development and if he gets uh, you know a quarterback back and they get that rapport going and I'm very very interested as you mentioned in that stacking option if you get Deshaun Watson and him as I mentioned I think I would take him a few later but if you get them on a weekly basis and, you know, Hopkins puts up two touchdowns. You, know, you, you get those passing touchdowns as well. And uh, I do like trying to pair up and stack, uh, even in season-long league, quarterback and the wide receiver. I think that's going to be interesting. But I mentioned there your call on Deshaun Watson as the fantasy MVP for 2018. Obviously, he's coming back from that injury this season on absolute uh, fire. We we thought he could be good in the NFL. We didn't think he was going to look that good. The uh, Will Fuller didn't really have any production outside of when he was with Deshaun Watson at the start of the season. How how so uh, big on Deshaun Watson head in 2018? I was watching him coming into the training camp, and he still looked good. I mean, he was one of those players that we got an opportunity to see a lot of when he was in college because he was because Clemson was always in the hunt for the national championship during his last two seasons while he was there. So we got to see him go up against Alabama. So it wasn't it shouldn't have been too big of a surprise. I was a little I, I wasn't necessarily cold on him, but I was a little. Like, okay, we'll see how it goes. I was kind of like, wait and see, mostly because I was buying into Bill O'Brien's coach speak about, who was it, uh, Tom Savage. Like, he was going to get starts, and I'm like, I don't know what I'm missing. Maybe maybe he's not as far as long as I thought he should be. Uh, and once he went up, and the, the game against New England was good, and you're like, okay, well, New England's defense has kind of struggled, so maybe. Uh, but he went to uh, Seattle and played them so well, and he did such a great job. And I'll be honest, the, the Seahawks defense coming into that game was averaging, averaging an, uh, was allowing an average of 11 points per game in Seattle, even though they were the Legion of Booms. And sometimes they look like a CGI facsimile, kind of like how they used Grand Moff Tarkin in Rogue One. But they were still the Legion of Boom, and I thought that that would be a pretty formidable test. And he went out there and smoked them, like absolutely crushed them, threw for like 800 yards and 20 times, whatever it was. You know, awesome guy. I might be exaggerating how many points he scored, but he went out there and had a good game, and then I was sold. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then in every league where I had Deshaun Watson, I didn't. I wasn't hitting the waiver wire. I wasn't doing anything because I'm like, this is so automatic every week now. I've I've laughed my way to the title, and now you look at it, you look back, and you're like, well, you know, once he went down, I didn't win any of those leagues where I had him, um, and it just showed me how in, how important he was. And, it, and this goes. And I play in a lot of leagues where you get six points for a passing touchdown, and I play in one league that that weights the quarterback so much it's almost unfair. But I think even in a, in a traditional four points for a passing touchdown, he is going to be so valuable. He is going to throw a ton of touchdowns. He's probably still going to run the ball a lot. And we, we hope that he doesn't have the hesitation that, say, Marcus Mariota did when he first when he came back this season. Like, you can see he was a little gun shy, or perhaps it was the coaching staff telling him to rein it in a bit. But as long as he comes out there and has that chip on his shoulder still and is going to be running the football as well as passing it, I, don't, I think the separation between him and the next guy is going to get even greater this season. 
And uh, you mentioned there that game and said uh, that he passed for 800 yards. Well, obviously that was a little exaggeration, but uh, I think exactly. in that game that him and Russell Wilson, I, I think him and Russell Wilson and that uh, combined for the, the most part, or else a top three game of passing yards for two quarterbacks in NFL history. Look that up. But I remember something around that time that it was just absolutely insane from the two of those uh, and, uh, and that game, one of the best games of the 2017 season. You mentioned the coach speaking element as well. And uh, of course, we all, we're going to be talking about the Titans in a moment, but with uh, you know Mariota Gunshy, do you think it's a case of how that team is being coached, or do you think it's uh, Mariota is just uh, severely regressing over his first couple of years in the league? You know, we kind of had him pegged this season to to take that leap forward, and rather than move forward, he's kind of he's moved hit two hundred yards passing in the last three games, and it's just uh, it's not looked good for the Titans, although they have now managed to back their way into the playoffs. They're in the playoffs. They won. They beat Jacksonville. They earned their way into the playoffs. They had to, they had to win that game because if they lost, Baltimore Ravens would have been in there. Um, I look at that, that team is one that you look at and you're like, how are they in the, how is this team in the playoffs? Because you talk about uh, some of the best games of the season. And I did a list of the top 10 games of 2017. I didn't have the Seahawks-Texans game in there. Uh, it was right on the cusp for me. But, you know, working, I, I left it off. So I guess I... I'm kind of remiss for leaving that off because it was a good game, but whatever. Uh, but with the Titans, there's not one game where I'm like, oh, remember that Titans game that was awesome? Like, if, if you would have told me, like, if I wasn't paying that close of attention and somebody was like, ah, the Titans won five games this year, you'd be like, ah, oh, that seems about right. Because that's what they look like. That's the production that they gave up. There was nothing exciting about them, but here they are in the play. Not only are they in the playoffs, I think they are probably the one team that's guaranteed to move on because they're playing the Chiefs. Like, it's the Chiefs in the first round. There's no way Kansas City's going to win that game. So this is a team that could be cool. Of course, this will be the team that goes on to play as the Patriots in the second round, giving them a, a basically a bye to the AFC Championship game. But I, I you know, I got to blame, I got to blame the coaching staff. I think it's all on that. I mean, the same coaching staff that's insistent on putting DeMarco Murray out there every every week and letting him try to run uh, is also responsible for Marcus Mariota not progressing as a quarterback. And if you put him with a young offensive mind. Uh, if he had a if he had a coach like Sean McVay or, or Kyle Shanahan, I think we would be talking about Marcus Mariota as one of the bright young stars in the game. But he's playing for a team that doesn't value a lot of passing. They've tried. I mean, I, I do appreciate the fact that they they drafted Corey Davis. They wanted to run more three receiver sets this season, but they're still not committed to throwing the rock, and it's showing in Marcus Mariota's production. And really, that's one where I look back at him and and kind of kick myself because I really missed on Mariota. I thought he was going to have a much better season. And uh, we should have seen this coming. Uh, I'm very much on board with what you said there. Uh, I, I expected big thing Marcus Mariota this season. I was heavily uh, invested him in this off season, and I've never been a fan of. And uh, you know, I thought if they didn't make the playoffs, he would certainly, uh, you know, be moved on. But uh, it's going to be hard to see now what happens Can't in the, fire the next couple now, weeks, yeah. depending. Uh, yeah, well, I think might move on if uh, if they lose this weekend, but we'll just have to wait and see. But for Mariota's development, it's, I don't think it's good to be there uh, with him. I think, as you mentioned, if he had a younger he- uh, coach, John McVeigh, and I'm a Packers fan, but I think if they had a you know a different s- system there uh, with Aaron Rodgers, I'd like to see how that would work. I just think uh, some of the coaching at the moment is pretty limited on certain teams in the NFL. But start to look at the playoffs in a moment. I know we're going to differ on one game anyway, and you already touched on the, the Chiefs and the Titans. Before I get onto that, I know you did. Did win yourself a fantasy championship or two this year, and I seen you on a good or game day morning. Uh, you know, with, with your victory parade, it was uh, quite a turnout for for your parade. Huge, yeah. I was uh, I was touched by the overwhelming support uh, of everybody who came out to celebrate. It had, you know, it had been a couple of years. We hadn't hoisted that title since 2014, so 
I thought the fans were hungry for another championship. They had, they had grown to a certain level of expectation. And finally, you know, we were able to get back to the top of the mountain, mostly because Deshaun Watson got hurt. Thankfully, I was, I'm so thankful because MJD had Todd Gurley and Deshaun Watson. And if Deshaun Watson was still healthy, there's, there's no way I win that league. So I want to thank him. Uh, I want to thank Akbar for knocking him off the week before because I might not have, I might not have prevailed in the championship game. So there was some, there was some good fortune uh, smiling up on me, but it was fun. I, I love uh, doing that show because we always have a good, uh, good laugh with some, some of the, uh, some of the elements that we put out there. And I know a lot of people wouldn't pick up on this, but I, I had a, a recreation of the outfit that Tom Brady was wearing for the championship last year, the championship parade for the Patriots last year. It's the small things that make me happy. I'll probably put it out on Twitter, maybe. But, uh, you know, just trying to just trying to mix it up a little bit. Yeah, no, it was a really fun moment on the, the show this year has. It's some really fun. I know I see them up on Twitter and up on Facebook. I catch them live. A lot of the time it's hard for me to catch those things live with the time difference, but it is a lot of fun when I see them uh, timeline. I know uh, there's lots of good content coming out, lots of funny stuff. I know that Matt Harmon and uh, Matt Franciscovich have had a, a quite a few good ones this year. There's like the best. Seeing those different, uh, yeah, I love seeing those NFL Network clips uh, popping up in my in my timeline or in my feed, and it's it's always a lot of fun. And that was another one that I enjoyed watching uh, a couple of days. Uh, moving I will say this, hold on, before you move on, before you move on, I will say that the fantasy hipsters, they're like, they're like the Derrick Henry here where we're waiting. Like, why, why are they not, <laughs> why are they not getting 300 carries a year? Like, why are we limited? Why are they behind DeMarco Murray? Like, no, let these guys be the featured back and then it would just flourish. I have a feeling they probably think that they are the the Derek. He seems to be the you know kind of the hipster. Uh, well, maybe last year, maybe maybe he's not hipster enough now that you know people are expecting him to get carries. But when, you know, behind Marco Murray, certainly agree. But uh, yeah. no, great job by by those two. And uh, when when we look at the the playoffs here, and you know, there's you kind of I think you touched on it already. You mentioned the Rams game and the playoffs game. Is that the game about this week? I think I think it is the marquee yeah. game off this weekend. Yeah, it really seems to be the one. Uh, I think both NFC tilts could go either way. I mean, even the Rams and the Saints have the ability to go all the way to the Super Bowl, and yet if they lost in the first round at all, it wouldn't surprise me either. You know, they got to go up against the Falcons, uh, who have uh, really been playing well over the last couple of weeks. I mean, I know anybody who plays fantasy uh, was anticipating Matt Ryan falling off this season, and it's not because it was a magical year or anything like that. It's like, yeah, he, he doesn't have Kyle Shanahan anymore. That's pretty much the reason why he wasn't as good, and anybody could have seen that coming. But the one thing is is uh, now they're, they're playing great. They're just playing great all-around football. Even though they're ignoring uh, Julio Jones in the red zone still, they're still you know finding ways to win games, and they've got that playoff experience. And I know Sean McVay wants to shake that off and say it's not a big deal, but it kind of is. Uh, the, the Falcons have been there before, and they're fighting their way back to, the, to another possible Super Bowl. So that game is the most intriguing to me because I think if the Rams can get over the hump in that game, they're going to the Super Bowl. I don't think that anybody would be able to stop them. I, I would feel like this would be their toughest game outside of perhaps facing the Saints in the NFC Championship game. But I think that this is it for them because either the Eagles or the Vikings, even though they lost to them in the regular season, I think the Rams would be able to handle them this time around. But again, I'm putting the cart before the horse because you got to beat the Falcons because they're one of the most dangerous teams out there. Yeah, I look at the the NFC. We'll go through at first of the Eagles and the Vikings with the buys. 
the Falcons play the Rams and then the the, or the Carolina Saints and I think when you look through those teams I know we can make these predictions now and they'll turn out to be wrong but I really do uh, you know I think the Eagles are really in trouble because of the quarterbacks that the Vikings uh, I think the Vikings the Rams and the Saints are the three out of those they are the three most like advanced to the Super Bowl I think we'll see two of those the championship game and you know Rams are probably the best team out of that but I think as well what the Vikings have done has been very good I, I worry about the same game going and we were talking about the running backs earlier I just want to give a, a shout out to Michael Thomas who I don't think is getting enough credit for just how good an NFL player he is he's uh, absolutely incredible at the wide receiver position what he's done in his first two years but when we look through those teams I do you, do you really think that it's out of those three teams and you mentioned obviously if the Rams win they're getting to uh, the Super Bowl so I guess when we look at it from the NFC who do you think on wildcard week can can make it all the way to the Super Bowl? Well it's funny because the Eagles seem like the least likely team now with Kevin uh, with Kevin with uh, Nick Foles, I was going to say Kevin Cobb. They're the same same guy. Um, <laughs> they, might, they might be better off now. <laughs> right? Go bring back Kevin Cobb. Uh, I think with Nick Foles, it changes the whole dynamic. If Carson Wentz was still the quarterback of the Eagles, they would be the odds-on favorite to go to the Super Bowl. Now with, with Nick Foles, it's just not going to happen. Whoever goes in there is just going to upset them. They would act, the, the Eagles would actually be better off if they had a playoff game this week. So they could kind of try to get one into their belt and get some, some playoff experience for Foles. Who can, he, he can do some nice things. We just... He just needs more time. He needs more experience. And I, he's not going to get it. He's going to have that bye week, played half a game against the Cowboys. It was uninspiring. And it's like, yeah, it's like ah, the Eagles are pretty much done. They're the only ones I look at. And I'm like, yeah, I just, I just can't buy it. Even the Panthers are a team I think could make a run. McCann Newton has been playing very well. Christian McCaffrey added a dimension to that offense. Their defense is playing pretty well. So everybody seems to have something going for them. I think the Saints, like you said, also one of those teams that are very good. I, I like Michael Thomas. I um I will say in PPR leagues he was exceptional. He played him in standard. It's a little bit befuddling when he has just the five touchdowns, but still as an overall player, I guess somebody who you're as you're watching the games, you're like that guy is good. He's a good football player. Um, he definitely ranks up there. It just was a standard wide receiver position. It wasn't as good as it could have been, but really uh, that wasn't your question. So I think anybody, I think just take out the Eagles, and I could be the case for just about anyone. Yeah, and you mentioned uh, Michael Thomas. I think he must have led the NFL this season. Most touchdowns that were originally given on the field and then called back. He had one game there, uh, <laughs> I think it was in week 15, where he had, he had two given on the field and two crack, and he actually uh, had one touchdown. That, and they're all touchdowns. I always remember back when I see these touchdowns, Rez Bryant touchdown against the Giants maybe five years ago, where I think it was Baby Finger it was over the paint, and they, they called it back, and it was at the very fourth quarter. So sometimes we see, and we're, we're seeing things like that, but uh, when you know the NFC is going to be fascinating. It's interesting in the NFC as well. Comes been in the Super Bowl last year. They're the only team in the NFC to get back to the playoffs this year. So we've seen a lot of turnaround uh, in the NFC. So it's going to be it's going to be interesting to see if that playoff experience comes in. You know, you have the Falcons with that playoff experience. We have Cam Newton with that playoff experience from two, years. and then of course Drew Brees. But outside of that, it's uh, you know a lot of guys used to be in the the real pressure uh, playoff situation. So it'll be very interesting in those big moments. We move over to, or the AFC. Then of course we've seen the Steelers on by this week no surprise there good news obviously for the Steelers Tony O'Brien get another week to help him recover from that injury we have the Bills who who snuck in in incredible circumstances last mm-hmm. week uh, just to amazing the end of that uh, game obviously not a more Ravens fans out there no. but, uh, incredible uh, with uh, Andy Dalton at the very end of the fourth quarter to help the Bills in and the, the scenes inside the Bills stadium and inside the Bills locker room were really insane to watch those videos uh, they're obviously playing the Jacksoners this uh, week who the Jaguars you know defensively have been absolutely amazing season then we already kind of touched the Titans at the Chiefs either those wildcard teams the uh, making it you obviously don't think the Chiefs are getting there <laughs> 
No, I'm not a big guy. I, I've seen this movie from the Chiefs before. I know how this one ends. It's like, oh my gosh, they, they had a soul-crushing loss in the playoffs. Please tell me more. And that's just kind of the way they go. I mean, that's, they've kind of been a, an up-and-down team. They started off as one of the top teams in the NFL. They beat the Patriots in week one, went on that ama- amazing winning streak, then struggled, and then got back into the mix. Over the last couple of weeks, we were able to hold off the Chargers and the Raiders. Um, so they're, they're fine. They'll do their thing. It would, be, it would be shocking if they make it. I literally will be shocked if they make it up because they probably could see the, the writing on the wall. And if they make it, they're probably going to go to New England. They don't want to go get embarrassed again, so they might as well just lose this week and get it over with. Um, and I do like the Jags. I know the Jags haven't played very well over the last couple of weeks, dropped a couple of tough ones. They dropped one last week to the Titans, which probably works through their benefit. And they lost to the 49ers, which is not that surprising since the 49ers have the new greatest quarterback in the NFL. Um, but I think with the Jags, I, that's what they kind of needed. Though. They really needed to go out there and get a couple of humble losses because everybody was getting a little too hyper on them. Like, I've always been on board with them and have supported my friends down in Duval County, Florida. But you know what? It had started to get a little bit ridiculous. Where te- people were acting like this was the, the 85 Bears defense all over again or making you know, crazy comparisons and putting all these expectations on them. And really, they needed to go back to that mode of having the chip on their shoulder and having something to fight for and having to fight through those, those misconceptions and everything like that. So anybody um, who watches movies, you know, it's like, a second, it's like the, the last scene in the second act where our heroes, now it looks like everything's doom and gloom. Like his dream is now going out with the jerk in the convertible. But you know what? This is when the redemption starts. So the Jags get it going again. They knock off the Bills this week, and they go back up to Pittsburgh, and Pittsburgh will pretend like, we want these guys all along. And then they go out and get humbled again. And the next thing you know, the Jags are in the AFC Championship game, and it's a crazy world. Who knows what could happen at that point? I have to say, I, I, I've seen the Kansas City Chiefs film before, but I have to say I might be buying another ticket to get him to see it. I think we'll play this season. Uh, I think we're going to see the Chiefs you know, somehow scrape this week. I don't think they'll make it all over. Well, but I think the best team in the playoffs, the card side of it, is the Jaguars. You know, if you look at it compared to the, I think the NFC, if you had any of those NFC wildcard teams in the AFC wildcard spot, I would say it would nearly them to uh, be the best out of the four teams stage. But you know, it's very fast. Uh, New England look past uh, Pittsburgh. You know what that battle is? Yeah. Just uh, the AF, the AF wildcard pitcher out to the Jaguars, to inspire me with confidence. And then, of course, with the Jaguars, you always worry if they do go behind. Can they get themselves back into it with Blake Bartles? Of course, you know that team is definitely not built to be winning from behind, and uh, that would be a huge there for me. So, I guess uh, the next question up is uh, who who wins it all? Who wins it all, Adam? Uh, I want to go with the laziest way possible and just say the Patriots. Once again, they always, they always seem to, listen, they always, they find, they somehow find ways to win these games. Once the Giants were eliminated, I'm like, okay, I feel great about the Patriots again. And I know, like, everybody wants to pretend like Tom Brady's <laughs> struggling and everything like that. And as much as, like, as much as everybody wants to pretend he's struggling, and they'll look at that game like, oh, they should have lost. I'm like, I get that you think they should have lost in Pittsburgh, but the fact remains, he, he led his team to 11 unanswered points to win that game. And you can sit here and argue about, like, other Jesse James caught the football. He didn't, by the way. That, that, that play was ruled correctly. It's unpopular. I don't like the rule. But yet, as called, as it's stated in the rule book, it was officiated correctly. He still led them to 11, 11 points in the fourth quarter. He didn't throw the crippling interception at the end of the game like Ben Roethlisberger did. This is what separates him from the immortals out here still playing football. And I'm still going to roll with them. I think they still have the best chance. I think that it's it's one of the, the least impressive ways that they've put together a 13-3 and season, and yet here they are, 13-3 and once again. And somehow they're going to find a way to face either the Chiefs, 
or the Titans in that second round, and they're going to go. And even if the Steelers, let's say they somehow make it, let's say they make it to the AFC Championship game, their divisional round game is going to be against a very good team, probably the Jacksonville Jaguars. And if they can escape that game, they're going to leave that game changed emotionally and physically. And so the Patriots are going to be playing host to the Steelers, who never play well on the road. And you want me to believe that the Steelers all of a sudden are going to not only crack the nut of winning on the road, but also beating the Patriots all in one fell swoop. I just can't buy it. I just can't. I'm sorry, Colin. Yeah, no, I I, I know. I, I feel the exact same. It's just uh, something that just feel wrong about it, but it just feels like the Patriots all over again. Maybe this year they'll find another way to win and stances maybe the uh, the second biggest comeback in uh, Super Bowl. Something <laughs> like that. We'll just see what happens. It's year in, year out. Uh, the Patriots get uh, another another bit better and get there. But 13-3, and three, yet another amazing season for them. Uh, I hope I hope if they do get there, they're facing the, the Vikings if they're playing their home Ooh. stadium. Obviously, as you as a Bears fan and me as a Packers fan, we don't really want to see the Vikings win the Super Bowl, but I think the atmosphere would be insane there. It would be, yeah, it would be fun. Like, it would be festive to have the Vikings in on the home stadium. I think it would be cool to have the Patriots and Rams, a Super Bowl we've never seen before, at least Los Angeles Rams. Um, <laughs> Boston, I don't know. I know, I always, I always can inflame the, the St. Louis fans. Because I was running around telling everybody, I'm like, why is it a bigger deal that the Rams are playing in the first playoff game since 1989. How is this not a bigger thing? Like, why are more people not talking about this? And they're like, they want to shoot. I'm like, up oh, St. Louis won a Super Bowl. The LA Rams have not been in the playoffs since 1989. That is a huge gap. We need to be, we need to be celebrating this more. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm going to be come. You know, I mentioned the Vikings. I don't want to support. Uh, I do. I think that I like the New Orleans Saints, but I just don't. I think they're just got a very big flaw at some playoffs. So I think I'm going to be uh, adopted uh, L.A. Rams fan. Uh, and you know, because the the Rams have. You mentioned them being in St. Louis. You mentioned Jeff Fisher. Uh, there's just a lot of things like Sean McVay. So I think I might become a uh, Rams fan here for them. I just I realized when I'm in about the insane atmosphere, I think I said insane about seven times. I know it's definitely a record for the word insane, a word that I don't usually use. So maybe I'm going a little bit insane here, the playoffs. So um, I, I guess uh, the last question for you, 2017 actual NFL MVP, you know, we, we're talking about the rank. Uh, I think Tom Brady's going to win. You know, I think my vote would probably go the way of Todd Gurley. Where would you, if you had a, a casting vote for the MVP of the league? Yeah, I'm going to go with Todd Gurley as well. Um, it's, as much of a Brady fan as I am, and I, I think that he doesn't, I, I think he's kind of uh, not given enough credit for what he was able to do this season. Uh, at the same time, I still got to give it to Gurley. I would give the Rams queen, uh, queen, clean sweeps just out across the board. Like They have the coach of the year, Sean McVay. I know a lot of people, a lot of the, uh, the Vikings and Vikings fans and Eagles fans come after me. Like, how do you say this? Like, these, how do you take away from these guys? I'm like, that's fine. Uh, the, the Eagles were 7-9 and nine last year. They were somewhat decent the vikings have had that good defense for a while now so those are not unexpected for those teams to rise up but i don't think that anybody really expected this out of the rams although i will say in my defense in our preseason predictions that we do here on nfl.com i had sean McVay tab as the coach of the year what i had said was that sean McVay will lead the rams to an 8-8 record which to me just doing that just getting the rams from where they were last year to be 8-8 this season that to me would have been enough be coach of the year. I would have said, like, you know what? I will make that thing. I will make that happen. That is our coach of the year right there. But what happened is he's led them to the playoffs. And not only led them to the playoffs, they are hosting a wild card game as the number three seed, I think, three or four seed, whatever. It got a little weird in week 17. No team seemed to want to win anything. Um, but he's got that. They could possibly host the NFC Championship game this season. So I think by far and away, Sean McVay, coach of the year. Todd Gurley, 
is the NFL MVP because he's done it all. I mean, a lot of people didn't realize how good of a receiver he is out of the backfield. And they thought McVay coming in, they look at what Washington runs where Washington has that, that hammer of a running back. And then they bring in somebody like Chris Thompson, who does the third down and long down work, catching the ball out of the backfield. Todd Gurley has been doing all of that. And he's, he's been the most important player. I know uh, even though Sammy Watkins and Bobby Woods and Cooper cup, and those guys were upgrades over what they had last year, Todd Gurley is what made that offense sing. And to me, you take him away, that team's not as good. Um, I think that's an easy one. I think we're going to see a running back win the MVP. And even me, as the you know, as an ardent Brady fan, a Brady supporter, uh, even I would be a little bit miffed if he won an MVP. Although, you know what? Back in the day, they always used to give it to, to Peyton Manning when it wasn't deserved. So maybe Tom Brady deserves a couple of undeserved MVPs as well. <laughs> Yeah, and I think he had a few big uh, games in prime time over the last couple of weeks. I think that always helps the case as well. You know, the game against the Seahawks, a massive performances over week 15 and 16. So uh, I hope I hope he gets it just for his uh, performance over the entire season. Been absolutely awesome. I think that's a, a perfect time to uh, rings up. And, uh, of course, you should already be following Adam on Twitter. But if you aren't, you can follow him at Adam Rank. Lots of good stuff coming out there. And it's the best way to find out all the different, you know, uh, obligations he has, I guess I'll call them, at the NFL Network, any comedy stuff he has going on and all the just different parts uh, of his daily life a good follow on the twitter at adam rank of course you can follow me on twitter i'm arden make sure you subscribe to the podcast give us that written interview and of course uh, i mentioned the plugged it on the twitter a few times this week uh, the road of his fantasy review for uh, the season will be coming on road of his radio this week i'm recording the first one of them tonight it will come out on friday so check that out uh, we're doing eight shows one per division so it should be a fun time to listen to that and kind of look back as to what on the season so with all that said i guess uh, i hope you enjoy the wildcard weekend and, uh, until i'm back next week have a good one thank you for listening to the overtime ireland american football podcast Please follow us on Twitter at Overtime Ireland. Check out OvertimeIreland.com and continue to spread the word. This has been an Overtime Ireland production.